0: Values are the defining beliefs deep at our core that are important to us that determine our behaviors and interactions with the world around us. Welcome to the Veterinary Leadership Success Podcast, the show for veterinary practice owners and managers who are eager to become the leaders their teams deserve. I'm your host, veterinarian and leadership expert, Dr. Dave Nicol. And each week, I'll be diving into important topics from the world of veterinary team leadership. In these short, sharp, and punchy episodes, I'll share my insights, experiences, and practical tips to help you navigate the challenges of leadership in the veterinary profession. Whether it's head in the clouds vision casting or in the trenches leading for performance, we will cover it all. As an owner myself, I understand the unique dynamics and demands of running a successful veterinary practice, and I'm passionate about empowering you to create a workplace where people and pets can thrive. So if you're ready for your weekly leadership fix, let's dive in to this week's show. On today's show, we're going to talk about values, what they are, why they matter, and we'll take an example from outside of veterinary medicine as to why you might want to pay attention to these and not just leave things like values to chance. So let's kick off what they are. Values, and you can Google search this and find lots of very uh, smart, intelligent-sounding descriptions of what values are. Far more intelligent, I suspect, than I would ever sound. And if you read some of those, then you'll hear things like values are the defining beliefs deep at our core that are important to us that determine our behaviors and interactions with the world around us, okay? So, I'm gonna put that into normal Dave Noddy speak and say values are like the inside, squishy bits on inside that determine our real actions on the outside, okay? They are formed in our dim and distant past, a long time ago, from our childhood experiences, from the way we were brought up, from our parental interactions, from our peer group interactions, from our cultural interactions, from the great you know, things that occurred at the time, right? I am a product of my parents. I'm a product of, you know, if I look at my value of caring about the environment, that came from like probably feeling really depressed by some of the David Attenborough documentaries about how messed up the planet is. If I look at the sort of social capitalist, I suppose it would be a good way to describe me. Like I like running businesses and making money, but I love caring for the community. You know, Scotland is a very socialist place, but I had ambition to want to grow businesses and help people. But parents are also quite socialist, okay? So all of these inputs from the past go into making you who you are in the future or in the present and the future. And there may be drift as particularly larger events impact your life. You see people having big aha moments and changing careers or completely stopping doing something because they've just had a moment that just showed for them how it was, and their value set just changes. That takes a lot of energy to do that. When you're an adult, usually your values become rather settled and you know if they change at all, they may drift. So that's kind of what they are. Why do they matter? Well, they matter because not everybody has the same values. In fact, values are probably a bit like some sort of mental fingerprint. I doubt two people have the same recipe of values going on inside them. And that means we interpret the world and we interact or respond or react to the world in a different way to everybody else. And immediately, if you think about organisational environments where you've got multiple people working together, you start to get the sense of how that could be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. Now, sidebar moment for a second. In businesses, we generally want to have a foundation of values that people share. And I want to sidebar for a second here just to say that that is not the same as saying we want people who think the same. That is not the same as saying we want people who look the same, sound the same, have come from the same background. That is actually the opposite of what we want in businesses and probably the subject for podcasts to come. We want people who think, look have experienced the world differently to us. There's no shortage of evidence out there to show that organizations with great diversity problem solve better because they see the world from multiple camera angles, and the broad inputs into decision-making generally lead to better outcomes over time. But that's not the same as value sets, and value sets are going to help us navigate the difficult, the complex, the uncertain world that we face and particularly values matter when it comes to the big decisions. And of course, as leaders, our number one thing that we are responsible for are making decisions. The decision to start your practice, the decision on who you're gonna use to fund your practice, what you're gonna spend the money on in your practice, who you're gonna hire, who you're gonna work with, what clients you're gonna have, what equipment, what training everybody needs to do. You know, Making decisions is what the leader gets paid the big bucks for. And those decisions are going to be massively influenced by values. So if you've got lots of people with lots of different and competing values, then you're going to have problems. A little example. Let's imagine you've got somebody with a value of competitiveness and you've got somebody with a value of collaboration. Perfectly possible to have those two types of people. If you're looking on a disk profile, you've got somebody who's a high D and competitive and wants to win. And on the other hand, you maybe got somebody who's a high S and wants that sense of stability or, or connection in the team and, and wants that, that sort of togetherness, okay? And you put those two people together, they're going to behave very differently and they're going to scratch their heads at each other's behavior. And the D-type personality may get into sort of behaviors like case hoarding or billing more aggressively Whereas the S may want to, and making decisions really fast in the D's case, and the S may be more tentative and want to collaborate on decisions and doesn't mind sharing the workload around and, and it matters much more to have that sort of cordial relations where everybody's engaged. Those two people are going to potentially have conflict. Now, I'm not saying you can't have people who are different, and I'm not saying conflict is bad in teams. It's really not. But. Conflict's going to arise whether you have shared values or not. You put two Ds together, you're going to get competitive conflict, but you've got to be able to work through that and shared values allow you to be able to navigate some of these interactions, whether it's conflict or it's making difficult decisions, you know, the values are almost your moral compass. And it's not for me to judge what's right or wrong, but how, Others and teams will view decisions will be based on their moral compasses as well. Whether decisions are accepted, engaged with, got behind, kind of all comes back to the values at the core. So it is really important to understand what they are in yourself as a leader. And then it's really important to articulate those and to use those values in order to search for and bring into the organization other people who share those values as well. And that's kind of why they matter. And I'm just thinking about a great example from the real world of where I've seen values going sideways or values that haven't been articulated at all and decisions being not driven by values, but being driven by events, okay? And and we talk about organizations, are are they values-led? And that means do they make decisions in a very intentional way where they consult and check in with their values? Or are they making decisions that are very short term and and reactive? You you see, politicians, you know, tend to, and it's actually, it's hard to say politicians don't make them based on values, but depending on which side of the spectrum you're at, you're perhaps seeing different values on display. But short term thinking, just thinking about only you, thinking about tomorrow, isn't in fact a value? Whereas thinking about the long term, Think for the long term. Think about what the future holds is a diametrically opposite value and will lead to vastly different behaviours. Climate change is a great example. Like, we all know it's a problem. We all know we've got to take the action. We've got to make the sacrifices. But in the short term, in the moment to moment, those choices often aren't showing up because big government hasn't gotten its head around the sacrifices we have to make so that the choices are not readily available. You know, we're still putting gas in our cars because the choice is available. Supply and demand issues, things like that. You know, So we know we've got to make changes, but in the minutiae, knowing we've got to give up fossil fuels, we still pack our shopping into plastic bags from a convenience point of view. So we're always in this sort of tussle in the moment. And if we've got an option, And we check in with our values and we take a second to be intentional and that's really the thing we've got to do there. We can move in a pathway that makes decisions based on, that are in aligned with our values. And now we get to the number why that really, really, really matters. Because when you make decisions that are aligned with your values, you feel good. You feel good because your brain releases the happy hormones. You're gonna release some serotonin. You're gonna release some dopamine when other people see that and they like the fact you make that decision and they interact with you or somebody gives you a hug because you made a good decision there's your oxytocin coming along now right for me the best way to be happy is to make decisions based on your values we know money temporarily makes people happy and excited but that very quickly fades as normality and expenditure adjusts to the new reality we know that something good happening in life Winning something makes you temporarily happy. But it really is a temporary thing. Just as we know that something bad happening in your life feels horrible at the time, but there's usually an adjustment back to a a baseline. The way to live a consistently happy life and the way to have a consistently happy team is to make decisions that are based and are aligned with the core values based on principles that really, really matter to you. And if you surround yourself and your team with people for whom those things also matter, then as a team, though you'll get into situations that present difficult choices, whether maybe there are no good outcomes, you choose the outcome, not of the least evil, but of the best alignment of values, you're going to have likely better long-term outputs. If for nothing, no other reason than for your own health. right? And we see this in decisions all the time, like you could open up the newspaper or switch on a website and you could read a news article and you could almost see the values behind the decisions that were made that play into some place. I'm going to share one from my local football club, okay, my beloved Celtic football club. So this pains me to make this comparison, right? But like three or four years ago, we had a really good manager called Brendan Rodgers. He came to the club really a step of redemption for him why he came to the club because he'd had a pretty miserable time with a, a big football club and it had gone okay but ended spectacularly by not accomplishing what he could have accomplished. And so he, he was in, a, in the doldrums and came to Celtic and, and I think for redemption, okay? But with ambition as well. Ambition to help a struggling club to re-establish itself also. So it was a really good matchup because the club is ambitious and it worked for a while. Okay. Results were good, but after three it might be season four, we're halfway through the season. We're on for winning a historic number of trophies. And halfway through the season, although we're in a reasonably commanding lead, by no means assured, he gets an offer from a team down south in England, big money offer to manage in the Premier League. And he takes it and abandons the club halfway through a season. Breaks a contract, abandons the club. Now, there would have been financial compensation for that, of course, but it was a promise broken because that's what a contract is. And so, what you know for a fact now is that that Brendan Rodgers isn't as good as his word. That's what that decision tells you. And that ambition will trump a promise any day for him. Okay, now, people have that, that's fine. you know, it's not my cup of tea. But I'm not here to judge other people's values. What's galling is that we had a great manager come in and has really done a terrific job for the last two seasons and has you know, won almost the maximum number of trophies he could in Ange Postacoglu. Done a fantastic job. At the end of the season, he also gets a big money offer to go south because that's what happens to Scottish managers. Takes it, goes to join Tottenham Hotspur. A bit galling, but again... You know, you can't fault people being ambitious. It's an ambitious club. The problem is that his replacement is going to be Brendan Rodgers, who left because his ambition trumps his word. And now we've got a manager who we know what's going to happen next time around. Somebody comes batting an eyelid, he's going to be Offsky. It's a the club has done that because the club's values yes is ambition, but it's a fear based decision because they fear not getting a good manager. They moved quickly because there's a win at all costs mentality. Okay, so there's the value from the club. Ambition and win at all costs. Nothing wrong with ambition, but win at all costs. When you're willing to take somebody back who demonstrated that it's about them, not about the club, and their word is worth nothing, that demonstrates that you're either a sucker or you'll just take somebody because you need to win at all costs, right? And you don't have to look too far from where this can get you in trouble. But you go across the city to Rangers Football Club, our mortal sworn enemy. Rangers Football Club also have a win at all costs mentality. The two clubs probably bring out the worst in each other. In fact, there's no probably, they definitely do. They're highly competitive and so they have to win at all costs. Both fan bases demand it, but it gets you in trouble. Bringing back a manager who's left you in the lurch before, probably won't bring the club down. But in the 90s, Rangers, when at all costs value, led them to make some decisions that were illegal. And they paid a whole bunch of players through an illegal tax avoidance scheme. And that's how they could afford them. They couldn't have afforded it any other way. So they were effectively insolvent. The tax man came back to ask for the taxman's money, which 10 years later, bankrupted them. The company ceased to exist, the football club ceased to exist. And the assets were all put together and a new company was formed that joined the bottom of the Scottish leagues. And for several years, they were not featured in Scottish football. So when at all costs as a value drove behaviours that ended up with the company going bankrupt. Okay, come back to your practice. It's really important you identify values because If you identify values and they have to be real and then you intentionally use those values to make decisions, you're much more likely to steer your ship in a way that is consistent with you feeling good about yourself, that's likely to bring people to work with you who see the decisions you're making as being honest, authentic, genuine and people want to work with leaders who are those things and hopefully you'll avoid your company going bankrupt. Very unlikely in a vet practice, but not by any means out of the realm of possibility. So my question for you is this. If we know what values are, they're the important things on the inside that drive the behaviours on the outside. If we know that they matter because the way we behave on the outside to each other in complicated environments like businesses, that's actually where culture grows and springs from and culture is there to support the mission of our businesses. So if we know that those interactions in totality have a massive impact on the success financially and emotionally of our practices, then why is it so few of us can actually articulate those values? That's my challenge to you. Can you articulate yours? If not, that might be a really good thing for you to spend some time working on. All right gang, what did you think of the episode? What do you think about values? Have you thought about your values? What are your values? How do you use your values to create culture in your practice? I would love to hear a few of those questions answered. You know where I am on Instagram? At Dr. Dave Nickel, and the nickel is spelt N-I-C-O-L. Don't put any H's or double L's or S's in there. At Dr. Dave Nickel. Or you can contact me through my website, drdavenichol.com. Always here to talk more about leadership. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Veterinary Leadership Success Show. We'll see you in the next episode, where we'll dig into how to identify your values and how to use them once you have. Take care till the next episode. I'll see you then. So that wraps up today's episode of the Veterinary Leadership Success Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would be most appreciated if you would leave a review on iTunes and tell your friends in veterinary medicine all about us. Until next time, from all of us here, be safe, be well, and be happy.